This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Appreciate y'all listening to us today. And uh, I did have somebody text me the answer, and I was going to look it up, so I appreciate that, by the way. Thank you for the text message on the strategic reserve, how much we had versus what we have now. And I didn't verify this, but I trust you guys. I think you do a pretty good job of researching things. And if somebody else has a different answer, please let me know. But I had a, a text message that said, under Trump, we had built the strategic reserve up to about 750 million barrels, roughly. Now we're at 350, half. So we've drained off half of what we once had. And again, if I do the math, even on the 350, really quick here, and we use 22 million a day, that's a 15-day supply he's got us down to. So that's about right. Like I said, originally we had a little over a 30-day supply at one time. So my math was correct. We now have a 15, 15 and a half day supply under the current administration. That's actually, in my opinion, criminal. Not only is it unwise, but it's criminal. That's making us a lot more vulnerable, in my opinion, when it comes to our defense, which in and of itself, as I said, is a crime. He's making us less of a defense nation, and more of a target. Again, that could be built back up. It takes time. That's the problem right now as well. I said earlier that we should have been buying oil when it was 70-some dollars a barrel. Now it's up to, you know, 90-something a barrel. At one point, it was way above that. When it got all the way down to the low 70s, we should have been buying. And that's fine if we have it or have access to it. When we're using up, though, everything that's coming out of the spigot, so to speak, it's hard to have any extra that goes into the reserve. And as I've said, even using some of the strategic reserve to quote-unquote lower prices, it hasn't. They're going to take credit and say that it did, but it didn't. And even with everything he's released so far, he being Joe Biden, even with everything he's released, it's roughly a 15-day supply for the U.S. Worldwide, um, that 350, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we use about 80, 80, I want to say 80 to 90 worldwide. Somebody could look that up and tell me. I, I can't remember how much oil the world uses daily. Worldwide, I can look it up really quick. Wide oil use uh, per day, I want to say that uh, I was pretty close. 88 million barrels a day. My numbers weren't far off, folks. My memory's pretty decent in this because we talk about it enough. I can pretty much remember these. So call it, it's 88, call it 85, whatever. So if you think about what he's released even on a worldwide basis, which this that goes into the world markets, so all of you know, that doesn't just go to us as the U.S., the strategic reserve. It goes into the world markets. We're taking out of the world market. It's adding back in. It's, think of it as a big bucket that everything's in. You take some out. You put some back in. So, but, you, but if you take that 350 and you divide that by 88, it's, what, four days almost <laughs> is all. It's, it's, it's peanuts. It's almost laughable. Other than I shouldn't be laughing because that's, again, leaving us more vulnerable as a country. 
But in the grand scheme of things, it did nothing, nothing to affect the world's supply of oil. 88 million barrels a day. He just released 15. We as a country use 22 of the 88. How does the 15 offset anything? Back to Charlie asking, why isn't anybody in media talking about the comparisons? There's a great one for you. 88 worldwide, 22 a day we use as a country, as the United States of America, and he just released 15. There's your comparison. Daily, folks, daily, those are the numbers. Not weekly, monthly, daily, almost 90 million barrels a day worldwide we use. He released 15, and our country uses 22 per day. Those are the numbers, folks. Without the 22, our prices start to go way up. If we get more than 22, we can store some up and prices come down. Much like happened during COVID where oil went negative because we had too much. Wasn't enough places to store it. The spigot kept running. The bucket was overflowing. There wasn't enough buckets to catch all of it. And in turn, they were paying people to take oil. Because there wasn't enough storage. There, was, there were literally ships running around the world full of oil that couldn't offload. No place to put it. They were paying storage fees at sea at that time. And I get it. Demand was down because of COVID. We went from that to where we are now. Yes, I know demand's up because COVID is, in my opinion, gone. Well, not gone, but the fear of it should be gone. It's not for some people. Some knuckleheads run around with a mask on still. I don't understand why. But they do. At any rate, that's the whole oil picture, sort of in a nutshell. We went negative for a while in 2020. I watched it that day. My brother, he was still alive at that point. We were, we were watching it, talking on the phone, literally talking on the phone as we were watching the price of oil continue to go negative, 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 negative. We couldn't believe our eyes. A dollar, two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. I think it finally stopped at thirty dollars a barrel negative, if I'm not mistaken. Again, somebody can look that up and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think if my memory is right, it was around thirty dollars a barrel negative it went to that day. Not for a long time, but momentarily went to that. Inched its way back up. That was only for a day, and then it came back up to twenty, thirty, forty dollars a barrel, something like that. Stayed pretty steady for a long time, and then of course as demand came back. And as a country, since we, you know, shuttered so many things during that time and didn't reopen things quickly enough, and we had bad policy, and we had a president that came out the day of inauguration and said, I'm going to kill oil. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Killed the Keystone Pipeline, which, yes, had no effect upon the price of oil at that time other than the, other than the confidence level of the oil industry. That's what he did. He shuttered that. The pipeline wasn't delivering any oil. So it really had no direct impact upon the price, but it was the confidence level or the message that he sent to the oil companies that day that said, I'm not on your side anymore. The leadership in the country's changed, and I'm now against you. That's what happened on Inauguration Day of 2021. And it hasn't stopped since. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come right back. Absolute Electric Heating and Air is up. $1,000 off a furnace installation right now. They've got financing available as well. They can do it in a day. They've got a great cleanup crew where everything is done. Ship shape, customer satisfaction, 100% guaranteed. 720-526-0231. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Replace your furnace, air conditioning, or both with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air and take advantage of their limited time offer of up to $1,000 off your replacement before November 15th. Waiting could mean that you face long wait times, limited availability, and low stock. Moving into 2023, industry equipment standards are changing, and with that, equipment costs will increase as well. Financing is always available, but don't miss out on this huge discount and the lower prices of 2022. Absolute is committed to your satisfaction, and installs can usually be done within a single day, including five-star cleanup when they are finished. Enjoy no-fuss scheduling and install when you replace your furnace, air conditioning, or both with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Get on the books by November 15th and get up to $1,000 off 
by visiting klzradio.com slash absolute or by calling 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, I've got a client who's had a problem with a particular vehicle that was involved in an accident. I've been doing actually my best on the outside to help this individual get things resolved with a third-party insurance adjuster to no avail. What is our next step? Kevin Flesh, which should be your next step or probably your first step when you have something like this that goes on. 303-806-8886. That's Flesh and Beck Law Firm. Kevin Flesh, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now. 303-806-8886. If you've got a question on real estate, we've got a team to help you, literally a team of ladies that will work on your behalf to give you the best answer for your circumstances. 720-437-8210. That's KNR Home Transitions. With KNR Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Joe in Jersey, what's going on, sir? John, a couple of things I wanted to... Um you were wrong about Biden uh, saying that he wanted to uh, put an end to fossil fuel on inauguration. He said that repeatedly all through oh, true. his campaign. True. Now, and, I, and here's something interesting. I'm looking at the price of oil chart. So in October 1 of 2020, uh, a month before the election, oil was $40.80 a barrel. The day after the November election and Biden had won, the price began to climb. And from mm -hmm. no, and from the day he won, by the way, so it, it ju had jumped to. By the way, they were already anticipating he was going to win, so it had already jumped to fifty-one. Between the date of the election, uh, which was November fourth, I believe, and January twenty-first, which is his inauguration, which was just slightly over sixty days, oil had climbed. Uh, 25 percent in 60 days, even before he was sworn in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, was, you're right. You, you, as soon as the election was over, it it was over. Yep. And they knew and that. Commodity, yeah. And, and by the way, people think it's the oil company set the price of oil. No, it's not. It's commodity traders. Right. They're in, they're looking ahead, saying, what do we think these uh, supply demand imbalances balance is going to look like in the months and years to come? Mm -hmm. So the the minute he won, actually even be even when it looked like he was going to win the commodity traders began to bid up the price Good of point. oil, and, and there was a 25% increase. And again, yeah, they knew. Wait. I mean, again, yeah. the, the handwriting was on the wall at that point. Right. Uh, by the way, I had another, uh, just another thought, investment tip for you. You know, you talked about 
oppression and subjugation of women uh, in uh, Iran and some right. of the Saudi countries. You left out their subjugation of uh, gays and, and homosexuals, oh, where they yes. where they hang. You, know, you heard, I mean, you've seen the pictures where they literally have taken gays and hung them from construction cranes for the crowd to see, right? Sure have. Now, John, I've got to tell you, if I had a nickel for every time I've heard the Democrats come out, a Democrat, including people like Yohan Omar, come out and condemn uh, the, the Muslims for their subjugation of women and gays, if I had a nickel for every time I've heard them say that, you know, I couldn't make change for a quarter. Exactly. It's sad, uh, actually, Joe. It's really sad. It, it, it really is. You know, they're, they're I mean, those are human lives as well. We tend to forget that and just sort of categorize them as somebody in a foreign country that was hung because of their, you know, their really in this case, their belief system. Uh, you know, it, it's just it ought to be maddening to us. It is. And yet you'll never hear. You'll never. At least I've never. Heard I've never heard it. Years. No, me neither. I've never heard it. I've never heard a Democrat uh, 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 condemn a, a Muslim or a Muslim country. Um, Actually, Joe, it's it, let, let, let's be honest. It's the other way around. We we codify them. We we coddle them. We you know we're afraid to say anything wrong. We might hurt someone's feelings. No one will ever go out and say what I said in that last hour. Not a chance. No, absolutely not. Uh, because that because um, you know nobody wants to be controversial. No one wants to be open for criticism. And John, you speak your mind. You know, you you speak what you believe. And if people don't like it, well, they can change the channel. Uh, you know, precisely. It's that's it's basically that simple. And by the way, this. Thing but about you know, and, but really quick, Joe. In the, in this particular case, and what I was texting this gal back and forth about, and and the fact that, and I don't think I'm wrong, a hijab in the majority of places around the world, maybe not the U.S. because we have the freedom of of speech and the freedom of of religion and assembly and so on. And you can wear whatever you want to in this country, but not every country is like that. And there are a ton of Muslim countries where if a lady doesn't wear hijab, she's killed. Yes, and, and it's, there is a dichotomy, and I've traveled extensively in the Middle East. Now, you go to places like Bahrain and Dubai, very, very, you know, women can wear bathing suits and, you know, very open. Then you go to places like Iran. Uh, Which we used South. to be that way, but it's now the opposite. Yeah, just that, yeah, right. Back when we had the Shah of Iran, uh, women were wearing bikinis and, the, you, know, uh, you know, and uh, no face coverings. And then it, it just went, it went old school, and it's really sad. Um, when I would travel to, like, uh, Saudi Arabia, I'd go to Riyadh. Um, by the way, <laughs> this is how, how it is. Uh, women are not allowed to speak to a man who is not a, their husband or a blood relative. Right. So, first of all, every, every shopkeeper is a male because women can't be shopkeepers. So if a woman goes to a grocery store or a little bodega, if you, the equivalent mm-hmm. of a bodega, and walks in, and wants something that's on the shelf behind the counter, she cannot ask the man for it. She has to point. And the guy will take his hand, and he'll reach up towards the shelf, and he'll start moving his hand, pointing to stuff, and she has to shake her head yes or no in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, is this, is this the can or the box you want? Right. They, they may not converse with each other. Hmm. That's, and that's modern day. Yeah. By the way... Um, yeah, you know, really quick, Joe, this particular individual texting me was most likely some either young Muslim that was born in this country or a young convert that's in this country that has no clue about what you just said. Yeah, it's, it's just None. incredibly oppressive. Now, again, it's not that way in Dubai or Bahrain, but you go to countries like, by the way, it may not be true anymore, but a couple of years ago, do you know that Israel had more female jet fighter pilots yes. than Saudi had women yes. drivers? Yes, I think that's probably still true. Yeah, I, think I would have a hard time believing it's not. Given the fact yeah, that they just allowed women to start driving there just a few years ago, Joe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It definitely was true just a couple of years ago because if you're a woman, you couldn't drive a car. Right. Uh, and and if I went to a restaurant, by the way, I, I, there was there in business. I didn't. Ha- I they, they had a, um, a a single male section. Didn't matter if you were an infidel or a foreigner or even a local. If you were a male, single male, you sat over here. And then there was the family section. Where all the women, you know, and their husbands. Okay, as of September eighth of twenty twenty one, so it's a year ago. Uh, two years after they allowed women to drive, only two percent do. Wow. <laughs> so you're not far off, Joe. Not far off. And again, people have no perspective, John. I, I consider myself fortunate. I've been to communist China in the eighties. I've been to Moscow when it was the 
USSR and, and people had to wait. And we've had this conversation about the difference between fair and good. Right. Uh, you know, back in right. back in the 80s, it was fair. Everybody had to wait in line for, for two hours for a loaf of bread, and the stores all closed at two because they would run out of bread. Uh, it was very fair, but it wasn't good. And today, it's not fair, but it's good. You can go into a store at 10 o'clock at night and come out with a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I consider myself fortunate that I, I filled three passports traveling to different countries. Nice. Uh, and so, you, I mean, again, you, you are, in, and this is what this other little gal that I was texting didn't understand. I've interviewed many, many, many people, women including, women that have escaped some of the countries we're talking about, Joe, women that grew up in Iran that now live here. I mean, I have interviewed these people over the last eight, nine years, and it wasn't like I was just saying some of that stuff off the cuff. You're living proof as well. I've talked to individuals along those lines. I've been to some of those places. I've seen the very things you're talking about. I didn't just say that off the cuff. Uh, No, I know, John. I've never heard you um, speak and, and knowingly speak anything that wasn't true, and you know every once in a rare occasion uh, you'll make a, 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 a mistake, but you'll and you'll always own up to it. You'll say you'll come back the next day, say either the next hour, or the next day, say you know yesterday I told you this, you know I got a text that was wrong, and this is what it really is. But ninety nine point nine percent of the time, John, what you say is is one hundred percent accurate. Thank you, and Joe. When, Appreciate that. When you make a mistake, you, you own up I to appreciate it. that. And, and in this particular case, if I felt like I had made one, I would have even apologized to this lady texting. But in this case, in Tudor Dixon, she's in the same same boat I was in because we were having the same conversation. She was not wrong either. Now, what they're trying to do, of course, is label her a racist to try to help Whitmer, which, you know, you got you to wonder, like Charlie said, you got to wonder how many operatives inside of the Whitmer campaign is there out there surfing the Internet for an interview that happened with me over four years ago? You know, uh, it, John, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a couple. I'm sure there's more than that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right, really quick, back to the back to the strategic reserve. I was asking Charlie during the break, have I done a good job of explaining how that little bit of oil, the 15 million barrels, why it sounds like a lot, the press is celebrating and the Democrats are celebrating, it isn't a pimple when it's all said and done. John, my, my father had a, a, a phrase that he used to describe something like that. He, he referred to it as the equivalent of a fart in a gale of wind. Yeah, there you go. Uh, now, but here's, the, but here's the importance of it. Spread across the entire population of the United States, it's, it is literally the equivalent of a fart in a gale of wind. But if we were at war and you know, businesses were shut down mm, and, true. You know, and people weren't driving, that would be a huge... True, good point. Huge... Uh, in terms of our military, if we said, hey... Yeah, in, in terms are, of our defense, it's huge, right? In terms of our defense, in terms of if we had to supply... Again, if, if oil production in this country was shut down, commerce was shut down, people weren't driving, businesses were shut down, and we were at war and we needed that oil because, let's say... By the way, you know, if some of our refineries got bombed... Hmm, good point. Um, good point, Joe. You know, it, it is... You know, in terms of what our... It would probably sustain our military... Uh, for six months, right. at least. Right. And and that's the intent to sustain our. So if if let's say we all that, buckled down, we did our part, did what we had to, even gave the military some of the fuel we may have stashed and stored and so on, and we come together as a country is what you're saying. Yeah, that's a big number at that point. Right. And I'm just going to make up number, but let's say that the and I know you quoted what it used to be under Trump. Let's say that that number wasn't would have been enough to sustain our military for six months. Well, we've just cut that now it's three. in half. That's right. It's now three months. That's right. That's exactly so right. In, yeah. So in terms of our military preparedness to fight a war, whatever whatever the number was, whether it was six months or eight months, we've just cut that preparedness. So, so, so question I have for you on that, Joe, and I, I was, you're probably the right guy to ask. Uh, I, I'm, I've been wondering just, you know, kind of to myself— is this something where this particular, you know, Congress, of course, isn't going to do it or this Senate's not going to do it. But if we have a big changeover in 2022, can we stop this release that he's now doing? Because this is ridiculous. No, he's doing it through executive order. There's, this is not via legislation. Now, the, the only thing, the only could way somebody Congress- saw, you know, could we file a lawsuit to stop him from doing this? And, in, in, you know, in, in the and, in, you know, under under national defense or anything along those lines. And why haven't we? You know, you could try, but since defense comes under the executive branch, I think it'd be a tough road to hoe. I think the only thing you could do, you know, we have a we have a debt ceiling budget coming up, and and I think uh, the Republicans need to start playing hardball in terms of stopping some of this nonsense, and which includes 
um, you know, uh, maybe giving a, rather than do a, a full year or, or a six-month increase in the debt limit, say, look, we'll give you a, we'll approve a 60-day increase in the debt limit. And if you haven't rebuilt the uh, strategic petroleum reserve to X at the end of that six days, go pound sand when you want the next mm-hmm. debt limit increase. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the most effective and immediate way to uh, to get it built back up. But it, it, in terms of it's it's frightening to me what it's done to our military preparedness in terms of our ability to and, and, and Joe, and I've said this earlier, but I want to make sure everybody remind everybody, this isn't, especially where we're at today as a, as a world, until we have some sort of a huge slowdown where there's an excess of oil in the marketplace, this isn't easy to replace either. It's more valuable okay. to us to keep than to give away like he's doing. Right. And, and but to your earlier point, you know, if we wanted to build it up, the time to have built it up when, was back when oil was, you know, under 10 bucks a barrel. Right. In fact, and I, and John, which, by the way, I think Trump did. Uh, which he did. And I lived through that. And by the way, here's how bad it was. Uh, you know, you, you can't just turn on and turn off oil production like turning no. a faucet. Um, you know, once these wells are pumping and there's, there's tank batteries, and I'm, as you know, John, I'm involved in that industry. What was happening is that the COVID hit and the business shutdowns came on so rapidly that, you know, it's, it's a long, long pipeline. It's a long, when I say pipeline, it's a long supply chain. Right. Well, all of a sudden, the people at the end turned off the spec and said, hey, we don't need it. You know, stop, you know, stop sending it. You know, and the, so the gas station said, we don't need a refill this week. So they told the refinery, stop, you know, don't, don't send anymore. And the refineries turned around and said to the oil companies, I don't want any more. Well, they couldn't stop the production. Um, there's a place called Henry Hub in Oklahoma, which is mm-hmm. kind of like the, na- yep. the National yep. Oil Reserve. It's a huge tank farm, if right. you will. Henry Hub was literally full to the brim. They couldn't take any more. And by the way, if you, and when they could take it, if, you want, if you're an oil producer and you want to store your oil at Henry Hub, they charge you a per barrel per day fee for the oil you put. Mm-hmm. Now, Henry Hub was full. They wouldn't take any more, couldn't take any more. So then, and I, was, I would be driving down through Midland and Odessa, Texas. You had these uh, mile-long rail line of tank, railroad tank cars full of oil sitting on railroad sidings because they, they had run out of places to put it, and they were literally storing it and paying the railroad companies to store the, their production in tank cars on railroad sidings. That's yep. why... Oil went negative because literally you had to pay people to take your oil. Wasn't any place to put it. That's exactly right. No, no place to put it. Yep. Now they finally, they finally got it, um, you know, shut down and turned off. And, and by one of, the, one of the ways that happened, and why it takes so long to ramp back up. Uh, and it, first of all, if you shut a well down, you just can't turn it back on overnight. But what was happening? And we have tens of thousands of oil wells, and. Every day, one or two goes down for a variety of reasons, mechanical reasons, or, you know, uh, it, they go down or they stop producing because of, um, I won't go into how fracking works and why you occasionally need to refrack a well. But what was happening normally as a well, either production slows or it stopped, they would immediately repair the well. Well, as these wells started going offline, they just said, screw it, we don't need it, and, you know, just, just cap it. Well, all of that deferred maintenance, if you will. It's like if you had, John, right. if you had 60 cars in your fleet and 15 stopped running or billowing smoke, whatever, you'd say, just park them in the back. We don't need them. Then all of a sudden, things pack up. You need those 15 cars. Well, they've been sitting in your back in your back lot for, 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 for a year and a half, and they're all in need of major overhaul and repair to get them back on the road. That's what happened with the oil industry, that we had all of those wells that hadn't just yeah. been turned off. They had gone out of service for, for mechanical and production reasons and getting them back online. And that's, by the way, the businesses we were in boomed. By the way, the business I was in, they died. They were negative cash flow. And then all of a sudden, when oil went back in the 80s, it's hurry, hurry, come back. We need to get all these wells. Right. Back. So it was Easter famine. Right, right. Um, no, it makes sense. makes total so. sense. No, that's great info, Joe. really is. And I did right. verify that, and wh- whoever texted those numbers in, fairly accurate. So I, that, that's pretty accurate, and there's even stories out there along those lines. So those numbers are pretty close. All right. All that's right. all I got from New Jersey Joe, tonight, Joe. appreciate it, man. Have a great night. Thanks for calling in from Jersey. We appreciate it very much. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next, folks. And, again, all of your plumbing needs, they've got one place to call. It's 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Don't forget about the winterization that needs to happen right now. Their High Five membership gives you priority. There's never a service fee. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's High Five Plumbing.
A small problem can quickly turn into a disaster when it comes to your plumbing. The situation you're dealing with can do devastating damage to your home. You want the protection of a High Five Plumbing Club membership. As a member, you automatically get priority service and scheduling and a 10% discount on every service call. Bad plumbing can destroy your home, but the perk of a club membership takes the pressure off a stressful situation. On top of Advantage Scheduling, you will get access to emergency plumbing services available 24-7 and a discounted after-hour service call fee. Water damage is potentially devastating to your home, so call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to learn more about the membership or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner high five plumbing where every call ends in a high five stream auto repair in parker they want to take care of you and your vehicle and it's very important to do so as we just talked to joe a moment ago about deferred maintenance and things like that don't let that be you get your vehicle in get it handled cooper tires you can buy them at cost at extreme auto repair 303-841-1071 is their phone number or or go to klzradio.com go with your gut you know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Solar Energy Partners, we're talking a lot about energy. In fact, I'm going to play a, a clip from PragerU here as soon as we come back. Solar Energy Partners, Alan Davis, would love to help you lock in today's prices for the future, and he can do that, 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. As I said, I'll play something from PragerU on how much energy will the world need. So here we go. Maybe. This will play, Charlie. Hang on, let me, re- let me refresh this screen, and we'll do this again. Try this one more time, Charlie. Oh, hang on, one more time. Nope. Hear anything, Charlie, yet? Nope. Let me check one more setting here. Sorry about that, folks. I thought I had all this ready to go, and it's not wanting to cooperate. Um, let me make sure, Charlie, this is coming out of YouTube, so let me double-check this to make sure it's going to play. And... Anything yet? You hear anything yet, Charlie? Nope, nothing. Okay, well, yeah, Charlie had a good idea. Let me plug out, unplug and plug back in and make sure I don't have any issues. Uh, okay, I can do that. Let me try this, Charlie. Yeah, we never had it not play. Interesting. Hang on here one second, folks. Try this again. And... Yeah, I don't know. It 
it's it must guys it must be me i apologize so i tell you what i will do while we are chatting here uh we'll take a break here another minute i'll try to reboot some things and see if i can get this to play i wanted to play this because it's a really good article or article really good video about how much energy we as a country actually need because it's something that again going back to what we just talked about with the press a moment ago rarely ever gets talked about how much energy do we as a country actually need something that we just don't get into why because sort of like the strategic petroleum reserve in the numbers that we talked about a little bit ago even the some of the things we just talked about with joe the less you know this is their opinion not mine the less you know the better off we all are if you have no idea how much 15 million barrels of oil is then nobody's the wiser if you don't know how much energy we as a country need then what does it matter how many solar panels or wind farms or gas generation stations we have natural gas or coal plants or nuclear or 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 get where i'm going if we don't know what our needs are then we can talk about the replacement of all sorts of ways it's sort of like should i get the right comparison here if you've been used to living in a 3,000 square foot house, that's what you've raised your family in. And all of a sudden, somebody comes along and says, oh, you can do that with a tiny home. Um, if you have three kids or four kids, probably not going to happen. The tiny home's not going to suffice. Not going to be big enough. Not going to be enough storage. Not going to be enough living space. You're going to be, you know, it's going to be miserable. It's a similar comparison to what we're doing now with our energy. The, the entire uh, United States press, probably the best way for me to say that, the, the entire United States press is gung-ho on all of this quote-unquote green energy. And you guys know I hate using that term. Why do I hate using that term? Because nothing's green. I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. There's no such thing as a zero emissions anything. There's no such thing as a zero carbon footprint. All these companies, Apple included, that come out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to be carbon neutral by blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just good talking points. Not going to happen. No such thing. They're buying credits to, quote, unquote, offset, offset their footprint. And then they're going to come out and tell you how great they are. That's how that works. They're, they're not offsetting anything. Or, or they're not, I don't want to say it. They're offsetting it by, by dollars. That's probably the best way for me to say that. Their offset is in dollars. Their offset is not in what they're doing physically on a daily basis as a company. They're offsetting it by dollars because every single thing we do in life requires some sort of energy. And most of that's coming from oil and gas, coal as well. To make the quote-unquote alternative energy sources that they want to have us working off of takes oil, gas, coal, all sorts of things along those lines. There's, there's no other way it's going to happen without doing it. You know, without doing it that way. So I'm rebooting things right now. I'll, I'll take a little bit of time here through this break, see if I can get, can't get this up and running. I, I do want to play this for you so you get an idea of, of how that part of it works. So give me one second. We'll get that done. Affordable interest mortgage, though, is next. Kurt Rogers, and he wants to help you with all your mortgage needs, whatever they are, whether you're looking to do the you know the all-in-one or the asset manager. Kurt's going to join us tomorrow, by the way, here in the afternoon. So if you've got any specific questions for Kurt, feel free to call in. And in the meantime, though, uh, 720-895-0500, that is Kurt's number. Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. 
whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out. All come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. All right, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, he was on with us in the 3 o'clock hour, and that time of year where you need to start looking at your finances, how you're going to end the year, where you're at tax-wise, all those different things. Call Al today. Find him at klzradio.com. Sometimes your money doesn't work very hard for you when you need it the most. Like in retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you find alternative products with more strategic potential so your money is positioned better to work for you. Your approach to growing and maintaining a nest egg should be personalized to your lifestyle. Al can help position your money to grow in a way that feels manageable to you so you have additional income through retirement without making major sacrifices. Al considers factors like your risk tolerance, the kind of long-term growth you want to see, and how much income you'll need long-term to maximize the longevity of your nest egg. Make your money work for you, starting with a fresh look from Golden Eagle Financial at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Nancy with Metron Technology said, We have used Business Equipment Service for many years. They are always pleasant to work with and responsive to our infrequent requests for service. We highly recommend them. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. All right, Charlie and I got things dialed back in, so without further ado, here we go. This is PragerU on how much energy will the world need. Here we go. We're headed toward an exciting all-renewable energy future. Wind and solar will power the world of tomorrow, and tomorrow isn't far off. It's time to wake up. You're having a dream. Here's the reality. Really quick, this is Mark Mills from the Manhattan Institute. I want to make sure I give everybody his name. Here we go. Oil, natural gas, and coal provide 84% of all the world's energy. That's down just two percentage points from 20 years ago. And oil still powers nearly 97% of all global transportation. Contrary to headlines claiming that we're rapidly transitioning away from fossil fuels, it's just not happening. Two decades and $5 trillion of governments investing in green energy, and we've barely moved the needle. This was supposed to be easy. Why is it so hard? In a word, rocks. To get the same amount of energy from solar and wind that we now get from fossil fuels, we're going to have to massively increase mining by more than 1,000%. This isn't speculation, this is physics. Copper, iron ore, silicon, nickel, chromium, zinc, cobalt, lithium, graphite, and rare earth metals like neodymium, we need them all. And then those metals and materials have to be turned into motors, turbine blades, solar panels, batteries, and hundreds of other industrial components. That also takes lots of energy, which requires even more mining. As a World Bank study put it, these green technologies are in fact significantly more material intensive than our current energy mix. That may be the understatement of the century. Raw materials account for 50 to 70% of the costs to manufacture both solar panels and batteries. Until now, it hasn't really mattered that much because wind and solar still account for only a few percentage points of the global energy supply. They're an applause line for environmentalists, not a major energy player, and it's unlikely they will be in the foreseeable future. But for the sake of argument, let's say we sharply ramp up mining. Where would these new mines be located? Well, for one, China. That country is today the single largest source of most of our critical energy materials. The United States is not only a minor player, but is dependent on imports for 100% of 17 critical minerals. Do we want to give China more political and economic leverage? Europe has made itself dependent on Russia for 40% of its natural gas. How well has that worked out? 
Ironically, we have all the minerals we need right here in North America, but good luck trying to get them out of the ground. Proposals to build mines in the United States and increasingly almost everywhere else meet fierce opposition, if not outright bans. To give just one example, in 2022, the Biden administration canceled a proposed copper nickel mine in northern Minnesota. This was after years of delays navigating a maze of environmental regulations. And yes, the same environmentalists and green-leaning politicians who tout all the benefits of electric cars are the same people who make mining the materials essential to build those cars, like copper and nickel, all but impossible. Try to square that circle. So far, we've only talked about today's energy needs. What about tomorrow's? Future energy demand will be far greater than today's. That's been true for the entire history of civilization. The future will not only have more people, but also more innovations. And entrepreneurs have always been better at inventing new ways to use energy than to produce it. It's obvious, but worth stating, before the invention of automobiles, airplanes, pharmaceuticals, or computers, there was no energy needed to power them. And as more people become more prosperous, they will want the things others already have, from better medical care to vacations to cars. In America, there are about 80 cars for every 100 citizens. In most of the world, it's about five per 100 citizens. Over 80% of air travels for personal purposes. So that's 2 billion barrels of oil a year. Hospitals use 250% more energy per square foot than an average commercial building. And the global information infrastructure, the cloud, already uses twice as much electricity as the entire country of Japan, the world's third largest economy. The massive data centers at the heart of the cloud alone consume almost 10 times more electricity than the world's 10 million electric cars. E-commerce has taken off and it's propelling record growth in warehouses, increasingly filled with energy-hungry robots. America's truck freight index more than doubled in the past decade to deliver the goods to and from those warehouses. These are today's known trends. While we can't predict the future, we can predict there'll be more innovation in robotics, drones, quantum computing, biotechnology, and new industries not yet imagined. All of it will require more energy, a lot more. Fossil fuels, nuclear energy, and yes, renewables will be required. But if you think we could get it all from wind and solar, dream on. I'm Mark Mills, Senior Fellow at the Manhattan Institute for Prager University. All right, there you have it. Mickey's on topic. Mickey, welcome. What's up, sir? I was just thinking, uh, even if we went to war, we still have to have the economy rolling. Yes. It would only took a 10% drop to give us a surplus. Right? That, okay. 2018, we used 19,417 million barrels. 2019, 16,424 barrels. 2020, 17,183 million barrels. Mm-hmm. Even if we went to war, we still have to deliver groceries. Yep. The post office Correct. truck still got to run. You still got to get to work. Correct. And, Mickey, we live in a day and age where people are not willing to make the sacrifices necessary for us to even win a war, I'm I'm afraid to say. Also true, but when they kick rationing in, then things will change. But until then, not. Yep, you're right. You're spot on, by the way, Mickey. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. No, appreciate that. You're right on topic. I appreciate that. That little video... Audio that went with it, I should say, that I played gives you a really good idea of where we're at with all of this. And and I've said, and I will keep saying, there's no such thing as green energy. There is alternative, expensive, and it is expensive, and it's inefficient at best, energy. Now, can you do some things individually to try to offset some of that? Of course, you always can, especially with the cost going up, you're going to have to. That's why we've partnered up with some of the people here on Rush to Reason we have. But collectively, is the left and the goals that they have with our energy the direction we should head? Absolutely not. It is the biggest disaster and lie that's ever been perpetrated on mankind, in my opinion. It is just exactly that. One big, fat lie. They don't even... I truly believe the folks on top don't even believe it. Their minions do. They, they've preached that hard enough that the, the cult-following minions, they believe in it. 
But those at the top, no. They don't believe in any of this. If you think Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the like, George Soros, and so on, you think they believe in this, you're crazy. They don't. That's why Nancy has two sub-zero refrigerators in her kitchen, not one. She believes in it so much, she's got two refrigerators. Sub-zeros. And her, her refrigerator, I looked them up, they're probably 20 grand a pop. And something else most people don't know. Sub-Zeros, the reason why they're such a good product, they're a dual-compressor refrigerator. One compressor runs the refrigerator, one compressor runs the freezer. Most of you have refrigerators that one off of one compressor. They divide it up as to what it's going to do, freeze or cool. On a Sub-Zero, they have two compressors. In other words, it's consuming twice the energy or twice the electricity that yours would be. She's got four compressors in her kitchen, not one. Do you think she cares about energy? Absolutely not. That alone proves my point. Veteran Windows and Doors is up next. Speaking of energy, partners, people we've partnered up with that can help you save energy. That is, again, Veteran Windows and Doors, just one of the companies we've partnered with. Saving, you know, getting things sealed up, using less, losing less heat and energy inside your home saves you money. That's what Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors can do for you. 35% off right now through October, 303-529-0720. At Veteran Windows and Doors, you're paying for a quality upgrade to your home. Unlike the big companies, when you're paying a premium for their marketing and advertising, Veteran Windows and Doors work with you and for you. They believe that homeowners should make insightful decisions rather than being pressured into deciding on the spot. They educate their customers along the way providing a one-on-one experience throughout the process. You're paying to upgrade your home, so work with the company that will make sure you're satisfied. Veteran Windows and Doors has qualified, licensed, and insured installation teams at every job, guaranteeing consistent, high-quality work throughout your partnership together. Call Veteran Windows and Doors today and pay up to half the cost that you would with another company. Get 35% off when you mention KLZ Radio for the month of October only. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com windows. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason. And Ann, our producer Ann, said that, and she's probably got more ice cream than all of us put together. Probably true, actually, Ann. Good point. Tomorrow, Rush to Reason. First hour, as always, on Thursdays, we'll have Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. I'm pretty sure they confirmed earlier in the week that we would be okay, but things can change last minute. If you have any questions, please get those texted in tonight. I can get them in the notes for tomorrow. It makes it a lot easier for me. 307-200-8222 or have a friend listen in, cohorts, family, whatever. A lot to cover tomorrow. Another athlete unexpectedly died today, 19-year-old football player. Folks, we're at the tip of the iceberg on some of this. I hate to say that, but we are. We'll talk more about that in the morning. Have a great night. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.